0: Welcome to the Annie Gamers podcast. This is episode number one hundred and six. I'm your host Evan Minto, and wait, what is that? Challenger
1: approaching. I'm gonna smash your shit, Evan. It's David Estrella, as always. <laughs> uh, at sign QX twenty XX joins the fight. We are
0: uh, we are both in possession of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and uh, we're going to be talking about that this episode. It came out on friday and we were recording on sunday so we've been playing for the past uh roughly 48 hours i've been
1: playing for maybe more of those 48 hours and i'm really willing to share <laughs> i i mean i have also been playing quite a lot of
0: it but yeah i've i've been trying to take breaks to do other things but i did like a like a launch party thing at my apartment. So I had some people over. And uh, then yesterday, even though I was like, okay, I'm going to like get some stuff done today. I ended up just like going to my friend's place and we played more Smash. <laughs> and uh, then you and I played right before recording the show uh, to test which of the gamers boys
1: uh, <laughs> is better at Super Smash Brothers. The answer is me. Well, yeah, but I was telling, I was telling you like, Evan's really good at the stages. Evan <laughs> Evan came up to me and he was all like, "I main Wiley's Castle." And I'm like, "That's not a character." And then I figured I thought, out like, "Oh, okay. So he mains the uh the bosses that appear. He mains stage hazards really basically." Uh let's uh let's get into that
0: uh in just a little bit because we actually have a little bit of news. I know last episode was a news-heavy episode, but there's been some We got more news kind of related follow-up news that's worth more news. talking about. Last episode, you may remember that we talked about some Netflix announcements. Uh we talked about their license of Evangelion and the Cowboy Bebop live action series and they announced a couple more things, uh two CG projects actually in the past couple days. The first is the Knights of the Zodiac Saint Seiya, like that's the the title they're using, they're using like a colon, so it's both of them series which is an anime so it, it's it's got some interesting stuff. It's like it is a Japanese production it's a Toei animation production it's a remake of saint Seiya. Uh but it's got like a at least one u.s producer attached and i think pretty clearly they're trying you know they want they were like you know trying to sell it to a an international audience right so they've got like a sort of hollywood like an like an la produ- based producer on it and netflix is licensing it so they they put out a trailer for it uh, i think you haven't seen the trailer right david
1: no, I was, like, during this whole time, I was, like, trying to, like, muster up some excitement, but, I'm, you know, 3D, Netflix, uh, yeah. American involvement, I'm, like, not, you know, I'm not into it. <laughs> so, I, I gotta say,
0: the CG doesn't look terrible, which is not super surprising, because it's from Toei's CG department, which is actually quite good, but we talked about Shinji Aramaki last episode. Are we gonna talk about I'm...
1: Shinji Aramaki again?
0: Actually. We are. <laughs> uh, but... That's that's spoiling God. it a little bit. He didn't work on this. Uh, but to- I think Toei's animation department, uh, CG animation department, is the one that made that Harlock movie that he worked on, and, and that one looks really, really good. So I think they're actually some of the better CG animators. They also did um, Kado, the right answer, whatever it's called, um, which was like a TV series that also has some very good CG. So I think they're they're kind of like... People don't give him enough credit. Like Toei actually makes some pretty good CG. But that's not the real uh the real thing going on here that people are uh are talking about. It's the fact that they they regendered a character. Uh so one of the so like Saint say Knights of the Zodiac is one of those it's probably the most famous, I'd say, of the the boys in armor genre yep. from like the eighties, right? So it's a bunch of like the genre in general is generally it's like five-ish boys with color-coded suits of armor generally themed after some kind of mythology. Uh but yeah, so they all have different like themes like like the main one is like the Pegasus Knight and there's there's a bunch of other shows that have various, you know, some of them will pull from like Indian mythology or whatever. But one of the key things about the genre is that it's boys it's typically boys in armor. There are there are very strong female characters in Saint Seiya but but they're not the main boy team. You're here for the boys. I see what they were going for here. There's a long thread from the US producer who suggested this, but one of the the boys, the the more kind of uh effeminate one named Shun, they just changed him into a girl. True and up. yeah. I mean, the thread from this guy like it's like You know this is made by Toei, but apparently this U.S. based guy who works at Toei or works with Toei was part of the production process, and he suggested, "Hey, what if we change the? What if we change Shun into a girl?" And you know he was. I think he probably meant well. It seems like he was trying to be like, "Oh well, we, you know, it's it's 2018. We can't make a show that's (laughs) like all boys. That's gonna look like we're excluding people." They didn't. it, It almost seems
1: like they didn't really look into their market for this
0: yeah and i think it kind of ignores the f- it, it i gotta say it's it's very like short sighted because yeah if you if you were paying attention to the way that like the anime that the way anime fans work i think anime fans have kind of different expectations there than like you know u s media consumers where yeah. where they would be like Oh, you can't just have all boys, right? That's obvious that's like sexist and there's gonna be and and I understand why people come at it from that perspective, because like, yeah, you wanna have good female representation in shows. But in a in a lot of anime, the shows that like women like to watch are uh, oh, at boys. least at least a lot of straight women are all boys, right?
1: <laughs> like like yeah. I like to I like to go up to this guy and be like, Have you heard of the idol master side
0: right exactly yeah like have you you know who
1: is buying into that
0: (laughs) it's kind of like a like it's the limitations of of the the bechdel test kind of way of looking (laughs) at things right which is like a very simplistic way of looking at how well you know kind of gender diversity is represented in stories and it you know i find that the bechdel test can be really useful but it's it's an incomplete analysis right It, it only gets you so far yeah and so it's just it's kind of cooler to have a male character who's like extremely conspicuously you know not he's not like he's just much more effeminate he's kind of different just a different representation of what a male character can be in that story which i think is more interesting than just making him a girl right
1: and it's just like is it just gonna be like one girl on the team of four boys.
0: Right, exactly. It makes her look like a token <laughs> character, actually. <laughs> right. And again, I mean, it's just, he used it as an example, the fact that, and I, I don't really know much about this series, but uh, apparently they, they they gender swapped a character in Battlestar Galactica who used to be in the original series was male and then in the,
1: the remake was female. But now you're bringing up American characters. I don't know if that's American. That could be like Canadian or whatever. But I'm, I'm just assuming it's not Japanese. It's not. I think that
0: that makes a lot of sense in a lot of contexts. But yeah, in, in this one where it's like a series that was specifically like one of the big things it, that made it popular was the fact that a lot of women liked these cute anime boys. And then they being like, oh, well, we have to represent more female characters by making one of them a girl sort of misses the point of
1: like why a lot of women like the show in the first place. And also, like you know, like from like an angle of what the fans are into and what they do, like they would they would make their their sexy little comics about the boys, right, right, getting into sexy situations, and well, now there's, there's a girl involved. Like, oh, uh, I imagine a lot of the uh, Saint Seiya people aren't going to be into that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of it screws it up, right? It's got to yeah. be, got to no, have but- just the boys. That's a little unfortunate, but I am interested to see how the CG turns out. The, again, the trailer looks uh, looks pretty good. I mean, the the movement, like, I, I, I didn't double check this, but it looks, like, kind of smoother, like they're similar to the Harlock movie where they are just letting it be CG, rather like, you know, it doesn't, it's not trying to look like a hand-drawn anime, which is what I kind of like about some of the Toei stuff, so they're letting it be, like, full frame rate, and rendered with like kind of plastic shaders and stuff instead of just doing tune shaders for everything. I appreciate that. Actually making use of the medium. So the second piece of Netflix news is very related to the first one because you may remember that at Anime Next, I think we might've, I forget if we referenced this on the podcast, but uh, I think I, we might've tweeted about it or something. But at Anime Next, Shinji Aramaki and Kenji Kamiyama mentioned at one point that they were working on a ghost in the shell series and then i think there was some confirmation elsewhere that there was like an untitled ghost in the shell project that they were working on and i kind of had in the back of my head i was like hmm i wonder if netflix is going to do that too they did so they just announced that they are going to stream the series ghost in the shell this is a very interesting title sac underscore 2045
1: Oh, going, going for that whole Blade Runner thing.
0: Yeah, but also <laughs> you'll notice SAC, right? Standalone Complex. So right. it looks like maybe this is some kind of follow-up to Standalone Complex, and Kenji Kamiyama is attached to it. So maybe Kenji Kamiyama will be good again.
1: Uh, it's possible. Well, I'll let I'll let you cling to hope. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: it's a. Uh, going to be directed by kenji kamiyama and shinji aramaki who are quickly just merging themselves into a single fusion (laughs) danced being who will direct everything together uh and it's co-produced by production ig and their studio or at least it's aramaki studio SOLA digital arts so it's it's a cg ghost in the shell get ready for that
1: full full cg though have we had a full cg ghost in the shell yet I don't no, think so. Right? No.
0: Standalone complex had significant use of CG, but it was all like Toon shader stuff, and I, I imagine they're not going to be doing, and uh, maybe they'll do tune shading, but uh, I'm I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see Kamiyama go back to Ghost in
1: the Shell. Well, just, I'm I'm more a little worried that like Netflix is just going to pump out a lot of shoddy 3D stuff. I that's a, another
0: interesting part about this. I'm wondering like why is Netflix so interested in CG anime? Or is it, maybe there's something else going on. Maybe it's not that they're interested, but that people making CG in Japan are pitching their stuff to Netflix. It's just
1: they're better salesmen than the the 2D people.
0: Maybe, right? right? (laughs) But it seems like they're particularly licensing a lot of CG. Maybe it's because the CG costs might be higher and Netflix can afford them and other companies might not be able to.
1: Oh, so the assumption is like, oh, it's more money, so it's got to be better.
0: Right, I mean maybe. <laughs> Granted, though, if if Netflix pumping more money in means that the CG shows have like the the budget they need to, you know, give those animators time to properly three D animate things, then I'll be pretty happy.
1: I'll be happy. Yeah, no, I'll be I'll be happy when there's like a good CG anime and it's not like Kimono Friends that was good on the basis of its writing and direction, not necessarily its 3D. I want to see some good 3D in my lifetime. Well, there is good 3D, but you want to
0: see good anime 3D in your lifetime. Alright, yes. With that, let's talk about this uh, Super Smashed Brothers game that came out.
1: Super Smash Brothers
0: Ultimate. David, when is the last time that you played a Smash Brothers game?
1: What? Well, um I would say how long how long ago has it been since Brawl? Ooh, oh, so you skipped 4. Yeah. Never even touched it. Didn't you have a Wii U? For a very brief period of
0: time. <laughs> okay, and you had a 3DS. It came out on both of those.
1: Yeah, but even then like I lost a lot of my taste for Smash uh after like this whole esports thing came out about it. Yeah, when it when people
0: started taking it seriously, which basically happened after Melee,
1: and I I played against a bunch of people that were extremely competitive at Smash, and that like that ruined it for me. I just I couldn't mm-hmm. go back. Uh, yeah, like, what, what was I, the point really after that?
0: <laughs> I kind of agree a little bit. I mean, I've played with people who are like that, and it it gets it gets frustrating. It feels like playing against a robot because they they just you know have a counter for every move, and it's it's just that's true for kind of any fighting game. It's like if you play against someone who's sufficiently good and you're not good enough, it just stops being fun because they're at such a different level. They're like perceiving things in the game that you can't even see.
1: You know, it's just it almost sound it almost seems like disrespectful in like a martial arts movie kind of way where like the grandmaster is just completely yeah. trouncing a bunch of stooges. Yeah, exactly. It can't even be fun for them either because it's like right. I'm not I'm just a I'm just a punching bag at that point.
0: That's like when I I invited my friend over who's a fighting game guy and we played like uh Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters whatever and uh I was like expecting to just play some of the game and it just turned into him like perfecting me every time <laughs> and then he we it was just him teaching me how to play the game. He <laughs> was just like too good. I for my part have been keeping up with smash like since the first game i'm i'm uh what i call a hardcore casual in that i am like really big into not playing the game competitively <laughs> 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 uh like I, I think i'm moderately good at it but i'm uh i'm just you know i don't want to learn how to wave dash or whatever i and for I just the record i to... <laughs> think
1: i think i went like two and eight against you
0: yeah, and I, I mean, I was playing random, so that actually makes it... Uh, mostly I was playing random, so... Yeah, mostly kind of I was falling off the stage. I was doing surprisingly well, actually, because I was playing as characters who I'm, like, no good at, like Mario and Donkey Kong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a I gotta win against Jigglypuff, though. That was good. That's true. I'm very bad at Jigglypuff. I did get to
0: play as my main, or one of my mains. I have, like, four alternate mains uh Ness, the only main that i have unlocked
1: yeah right now yeah, i want to i want to tell everybody like you made Ness, and then we got into foresight and you were like what is the stage <laughs> look
0: it didn't say foresight and i just like it you know when we when we landed there and i how did it
1: forgot. it doesn't have to say foresight just look at the geometry that the shape of that stage should just evoke a memory to you
0: honestly Earthbound is not a part of my childhood, so it's not like baked into my memory. It's just a game I played a couple years ago that I liked. (laughs) It doesn't have that kind of like space in my head that it does for people who grew up playing it. I don't play Ness because I'm an Earthbound fan. I played Earthbound because I play Ness (laughs) in Smash (laughs) Brothers. (laughs) I was playing Ness in Smash Brothers Uh. before I knew what Earthbound was.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is this is painful.
0: I'm one of those fake people I'm one of the people who played like you know Marth and Roy in Melee before I knew what
1: Fire Emblem was because Fire Uh, Emblem wasn't out in the US now that I know what Fire Emblem is I won't play them
0: yeah yeah exactly well if if there's no dating mechanic in the Fire Emblem characters in Smash then they're not worth playing
1: it's it's a waste of
0: time so one of the things I mentioned before that I think is kind of interesting is that this is a game where you have to unlock almost all of the characters which is like oh, not it super was, common yeah. anymore i think uh, the dragon ball game actually did it but only for like a a handful there were like maybe four characters you had to unlock but yeah, everybody else is unlocked was... at the start this is you start with like eight characters and you lock every, unlock everybody else
1: when i opened it up it like it just was like wow this is like smash free to play where you've yeah. got basically <laughs> nothing yeah you start
0: with i think i didn't double check but i think you start with the same roster that you start with in the original n64 smash brothers game yeah and something like that isn't it in in n64 you start with everybody but ness and and jigglypuff wasn't luigi in there oh i think you also don't luigi should be in the first one isn't he and then he you don't start with him no wait is luigi not in the first one
1: we have to verify this i'm gonna verify
0: Mm -hmm. it okay so in the original Nintendo 64 game, I'm looking at a list here, so I'm going to just run down the roster. Captain Falcon, Donkey Kong, Fox, Jigglypuff, Kirby, Link, Luigi, okay, Mario, Ness, Pikachu, Samus, Yoshi. Okay, that checks out. I couldn't remember whether like Luigi and Yoshi were in it, but that I of course Yoshi was in it. <laughs> Cuz Yoshi's on the box and like in the ads yeah. and stuff, right. Yeah. I remember those ads. You remember those ads where they had them like the characters in like mascot costumes beating each other up? Yeah, I love that. (laughs) When I
1: saw that, I was like, I got to play this game now.
0: But I'm pretty sure that like Jigglypuff and Ness weren't, weren't unlocked at the start.
1: No, they were not.
0: So I think they did the same thing here where it's like all of the original N64 ones that are not unlocked. That's who you start with. Everybody else has to be unlocked and... You ha- you have unlock them by like either these like challenger approaching things show up every uh, after like every like ten minutes of of like time in a match, or you play like the story mode and you can find them in there. And the game has what sixty three or sixty five characters. Uh, it's, we mentioned in a previous episode because we talked about some of the news around it. It's called Smash Brothers Ultimate because. It has every single character who has ever been on the Smash Brothers roster. So instead of, you know, what they usually would do is, you know, cut characters. Sometimes they'd take them, they'd put them in one game, they'd take them out the next one, they'd add them back. Uh, There's none of that. Every single character who's ever appeared in the games is in this one, plus they added new ones. So there's a lot. Of characters to unlock, there's I'm a lot of game not even halfway there. I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's hard to. It's hard for me to tell. Like, at what point am I halfway? I don't even think that there's going to be a halfway point that I'm actually going to perceive. Say, like, this is it. This is the halfway point. Even if I get like all the characters, I still feel like I'm going to be missing something.
0: Yeah, it's a. It's it is kind of interesting to me to have to do that like grind to unlock characters in mm. in like a 2018 game and and with this many characters. Right. Again, it's not like the a couple extra ones like in the dragon ball game
1: uh no it's like the majority of the roster needs to be unlocked
0: yeah so like i saw somebody posting about uh you know some tournament that was being held where the the people running it needed to go through you know 10 uh copies like 10 switches or whatever and unlock every single character in them (laughs) which just sounds like hell on earth it was like what done in a day yeah, I guess so. I mean there's ways you can do it. You can I I am I, I guess you can just run a bunch of like CPU matches or something. Or you think you need to have a human player, but you could probably just let a CPU kill a human player over and over and just like let that run for 10 minutes and then but then the thing is when it says the challenger approaching, you you don't just unlock the character. This is like a classic thing in in Smash Brothers. You have to fight them and beat them or else they kind of like get shuffled back into the deck and then you, you have mm. to like go, go unlock them again later and the AI in this game is uh, I don't, I'm not the only person saying this because I'm generally bad at games but uh, other people tend to be agreeing with me that it is like some of the most difficult and just you know the best AI uh, that they've had in a Smash Brothers game in a while It seems like it's been trained on like like pro players or something because it's doing all sorts of like (laughs) you know sort of sophisticated moves that i only Uh... see from people who are competitive players
1: see but sakurai doesn't recognize competitive pro players
0: yes he does or at least that's that's the
1: that's the gist that i got like every every little tweak and change in Smash was just to make uh make it more inconvenient for pro players to play the game no, the way no, that they the, want to play it.
0: No, in this one they actually added I like what I got the sense that they were doing is adding tweaks that were sort of opening up space for both kinds of players. So they, you know, they added things that would like let you kind of play more casually. But then they also added things that made like, you know, 1v1 matches kind of more conducive for uh, for competitive players. Things like the um, like even just UI stuff like they do the, the overlay with the the stock, like showing the stock for each player which is like clearly intended uh, like that that happens in 1v1 matches only like it's clearly intended for people who are playing you know in some kind of competitive way where there's people spectating and it's like designed for that kind of scenario.
1: All right, so no so no more uh tripping that you can't turn off.
0: Yeah, I think they took the tripping out actually. Tri- people hated that <laughs> tripping in uh what in
1: Brawl. Oh, uh, tripping
0: brawl was the one that really split people right because it was the one that came out after melee and melee is the one that all the competitive people are obsessed with so yeah. it's like brawl added things like the characters randomly tripping and people just exploded they could not handle it
1: yeah I mean that is kind of a bullshit mechanic anyway
0: it is a little bit it's very Mario Kart like they kind of Mario Karted it yeah they put things in to sort of randomize it so that it's not pure skill and that drove people crazy yeah <laughs> Actually I have so I have some friends who are who are melee people and yesterday they were like I hung out with them after they came back from a Smash tournament and I didn't even ask because I just assumed it was a Smash Ultimate tournament and then they mentioned to me it was a melee tournament. So like the day after Smash Ultimate (laughs) comes out on Switch, they're like, Hey, let's go compete against a bunch of people on this GameCube
1: game (laughs) <laughs> uh, i love it i love i love that they like day day after smash ultimate comes out they still can't let go of this game exactly Well, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long process like even even with other games like street fighter and stuff like that you know people don't let go of the older game until it gets like really phased out you might have to like wait for well no with street smash Fighter smash
0: people people play the new street fighter they just also play the old street fighter they're not obsessed yeah. with the old street fighter being the only one that can possibly be played competitively right oh
1: well with the way street fighter is going now especially with five i think a lot of people are just <laughs> they're making their main game like alpha three or third strike
0: really i i get the sense that people play the new ones competitively still but
1: Nah, well, I mean, maybe because that's like just the game that everybody plays, but it's not. From what I hear, it's not like a ton of fun, huh?
0: I a lot, a fun. lot of that
1: is also that all of that also has to do with just the quality of the net play, which I hear is kind of unbearable. Oh, got it. So you can't really have like a good online match, even if you're on a wired connection. Also, to say, to say, like to to to. to on that note, um, it really sucks that the Switch has no Ethernet port. <laughs> because a lot of people are gonna be playing smash online on like the untethered switch yep (laughs) that's gonna be well we played it that way and it was like it was okay i didn't run into any lag when we were playing not
0: not right it was
1: like it was like it was okay but i'm just i'm thinking that the majority of the time it's gonna be like a really shitty router That's, like, getting hammered by silly smart TVs and phones and repeaters that will, like, cut in half the the quality of the the, uh, Wi-Fi that's coming out. So you never really know what a person's environment is going to be like when you do, like, something quick play on Wi-Fi on an untethered Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And also that adapter is, like, Hori makes it. Like, a third party Mm -hmm. makes it for Nintendo. Like, they brand it as Nintendo, but it's somebody else. And it's, like, $30. That thing is not worth $30. A lot of people are going to see that, and they're going to be like, well, I'll just stick to Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's kind of what I would do. (laughs) The Ethernet costs as much as, like, a game and also there's a season pass now for smash. Yeah,
0: so there's DLC. So once you
1: once you've bought smash, you're not done buying smash.
0: Exactly. Well, wait, we do have to talk about the first DLC character that they
1: announced. Oh, that's the news. Yeah. This is the real news. The real you're news. The lead here. The real news. Wow, I'm excited. I'm so excited for Persona to come out on Switch.
0: Well, Okay, that's not the news. That's not confirmed. <laughs> no, yet. That, that's just that, that's
1: just uh, me me wishing. Well, anyway, uh, Persona Five's Joker, who's the main character of Persona Five, is the first premium DLC character for uh, for Ultimate.
0: I can't believe that they're putting the dang Joker in right uh, in Super Smash Brothers. I I hope they're gonna have the Heath Ledger one, the Jared Leto one, the Jack. Oh, you know Nicholson the Jared Leto one ones be cheaper yeah
1: <laughs> Jared Leto one's like way cheaper the jack nicholson one would be like crazy expensive yeah. <laughs> jack nicholson like wants a ton of money
0: yeah uh but no they are putting joker who is the character from persona 5 in uh the which game. is
1: a playstation 5 game so right
0: so it so that, it, everybody
1: yeah you have
0: to imagine that they're gonna put it yeah, out on yeah. switch at this point right i mean i guess that they have other games that are not on switch right like final isn't does Final Fantasy 7 ever come out on a Nintendo console?
1: Uh, they just announced that Square is putting all of their Final Fantasy games on Switch. Oh, okay, like, okay. so there, a while ago. So,
0: so there is it. it it's going to be
1: in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... I mean, Cla- Cloud was already in on Wii U, and Wii U didn't have Final Fantasy 7 or any of the Nintendo consoles, so there is a precedent for them putting characters that are in games that are not actually on their console.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking, though, if, like you know if they know that in the future the character is going like if they have plans to put them on a nintendo console then i don't know i kind of imagine they would not put them in smash brothers unless they like kind of were confident that the company was going to put the game on a nintendo console at some point soon
1: yeah what would be very disappointing though is that there's this thing called persona q on 3ds or whatever it's called like that like persona dungeon crawling thing
0: oh okay and it's got
1: it's it does it does have like (laughs) i think there's a there's a new one that's gonna have the persona 5 characters in it and i'm hoping that it's not like oh because it's on the 3ds game that counts
0: (laughs) (laughs) i will say i mean i i have not played the persona games so i don't i don't know joker other than just seeing you know art of him and screenshots and stuff but I would love for them to put out Persona 5 on Switch because just looking at the the character designs and the kind of art style and stuff, it looks like a game that I would probably like, at least on some level. And I just don't want to have to sit down and play like 100 hours of it on my PS4, but I would play it on the bus if it were on Switch.
1: Yeah, well, you don't even play JRPGs, so I'm like, I'm thinking...
0: I generally don't, don't, but I would be interested in trying that one, so... I'm not I against JRPGs. I just
1: I'm, haven't played a lot of them. I would, I would, I would like for them to do a release because I know that they'd put extra content in every time that they've re-released Persona games on uh, on um, uh, another console. They've always put extra like summons and stuff inside of it.
0: So, David, we gotta ask the question of who is your main. I know you've been out of the game for a little bit. <laughs>
1: Um man well you know with the uh, Persona 5 man coming out soon uh it's probably that guy um because his stage is going to be amazing and the music's going to be all Persona probably do Persona <laughs> you don't remixes. Even know his move wow. but you're just going no, like, to play No I'm just like I'm it. I'm preparing for the future and then yesterday on stream I was like theorizing about what's going to be coming out next for uh more DLC and one of my ideas was well they're gonna obviously put a Dark Souls character in there. Because oh, now Dark they Souls might. is obviously well might uh Solaire already has an amiibo, so obviously it's gonna be Solaire. If they put if they put Dark Souls in there, I will shit. I will like just I will be unbearable.
0: That would be pretty good. That that would make sense to put Dark Souls in.
1: Yeah. Dark Souls is great. Um But as for like stuff that's in there right now, like I really like Lucario in uh in the world of light because i give him to you pretty early and I was just like i was using him for everything and he's kind of he's got a projectile yeah he's got like that little down b counter thing
0: yeah he's useful because hard. he's got like in world of light in particular because having a projectile and having a counter is good because there's so many annoying um like gimmick things in world of light where you where it's like really useful To be able to just counter, like, an enemy who spams a single move or to, like, keep someone at a distance with a projectile and having that with one character is pretty good. I played Lucario a little bit when he first came out in Brawl, mainly because I used to main, uh, or I I guess one of my mains in in Melee was Mewtwo and he was a little bit of, like, an alternate Mewtwo in Brawl.
1: I didn't even realize he played like Mewtwo. He's a little guess, bit. He's not kinda, exactly like yeah. him, but he's
0: somewhat similar to Mewtwo. He always felt to me like the concession to Mewtwo fans in Brawl because Mewtwo <laughs> wasn't in Brawl. <laughs> uh as so so you're you're leaning toward Lucario. Uh
1: yeah, but also I'm like really interested in all the Castlevania stuff that they put in, so I'm probably gonna check out Simon. Okay,
0: yeah. Simon's kind of cool. I tried him out. I haven't played as Richter yet. I haven't yeah. unlocked him.
1: No. I keep on getting, like, beaten to hell by Simon's CPU whenever I try to unlock him, though. So I don't know how <laughs> long it's going to take.
0: Yeah. Um. As for me, I am a shithead. So all of my mains in previous games, which are all in this because it has every character, are characters with remote projectiles because i don't like to actually get close to anybody and fight them i just like to send remote controlled projectiles at them so
1: my yeah, original you main... were you were just you were sticking back like i was just <laughs> waiting for you to do something it's like just taunting yeah and you would be charging up a projectile and i'm like oh so this is the way we're gonna play huh
0: yeah so i do nest with pk thunder but i you know he's got his other projectiles but it's a lot of pk thunder with ness and lucas and uh, Snake, I do the Nikita Missile, which is great. Very confusing. People can't keep up with it because it does, like, the weird... Uh, when you turn it, it slows down, at least in in uh, Brawl. It, when you, like, change directions, it slows down. And then when you let it go straight, it speeds back up. So you can sort of, like, jiggle it back and forth, and people don't know whether it's going to go <laughs> fast or slow. <laughs> and then you just, like, let it go. It's great. Oh, and the other thing you can do with it is you can cancel it In Brawl, at least. I haven't unlocked him yet, so I don't know if they changed it. you can cancel it in midair, and it just stops moving and falls straight down and blows up. So (laughs) they can, like, send it over someone's head, and they think that it missed, and then you drop it on them. (laughs) It's good. And then the best one, of course, which I mained in Smash 4, which is the one I got the best at, is uh, Duck Hunt where i just use that can just pop that can up nobody ever knows where the can is gonna land but it always lands Uh. right on their head everybody hates me when i play as duck hunt the goal is just to get like it's to it's to watch the match turn from people being like oh yeah we're all having fun to being like who the fuck is duck hunt and then everyone (laughs) just goes like stop hitting me let's all just go hit duck hunt (laughs) They all just get angry they go on a duck hunt hunt to murder me. It's it's it is right. like uh, it's like the end of Watchmen. It's like I unify the entire match, and everyone <laughs> just decides that it's time to like they're not going to fight each other. They're just going to kill me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I hate I hate that smug look on that stupid duck and the dog.
0: That's what makes it so good is it has like the shittiest taunt also. So like you kill them with the, the I always I kill them with the can and then I do the taunt where it like the, the dog like holds up its hand to its mouth and goes like <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Apparently a very low tier character, like one of the worst characters in Smash Four, according oh, to competitive so. people. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, no, because it's so low tier, they never expect you to play as Duck Hunt, so they don't uh, know how to play against Duck Hunt.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about low tiers when you play randomly enough, then nobody has like a a scenario to to act on when you're just being an ass.
0: Yeah, I also do find that there's like there is kind of like legitimately some g- very good stuff about Duck Hunt because he has three projectiles that go at different arcs. This is, like, the most technical I get in Smash Brothers. So it's, like, you can you can shoot the can up in this, like, high arc, but then he's got the, the clay pigeon, which is, like, another remote-controlled projectile that he throws out at, like, a really shallow arc. And then there's the gunman, where you, like, drop the gunman from, like, Hogan's Alley or something, and it shoots, like, a bullet straight ahead. And so they're all at slightly different arcs, so if you're throwing them all out consistently people like you know they're like oh well i'm gonna like go under the can but if they go under the can they get hit by the clay pigeon but then if they like go under that they get hit by the uh the gunman and it's like you know you you, it makes it difficult to like actually move in on duck hunt if i'm keeping all the projectiles flying at the same time or like slightly staggered so it's like you know you jump over the gunman but then the can hits you in midair
1: i didn't really notice like characters that were like oh this is the worst character this character is completely non-viable i won i won an ace matchup in uh in the story uh with pichu so i think
0: pichu's supposed to be good i feel like brawl players are really into pichu or not brawl sorry melee players i
1: think melee players are into pichu because like it's like it's just a meme Pichu, Pichu is just a meme. I think he takes damage. He takes damage with all his oh, attacks. Oh, that's right. He, but it, the thing is, just he, he's small and hard to hit. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I played against you, and I was what Sommet <laughs> yeah. and you were Pichu. You're like
1: gonna spam. You're gonna spam your uh, your cannon, and nope, just sailed right over my head. Yeah, if
0: the cannon, if I did the small version of the cannon shot, then it would just go right over Pichu's head. i was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we should uh, mention World of Light, which is kind of a very World weird, interesting idea. Uh, so this is the I adventure mode, the kind of story mode of it, where basically Sakurai, uh, the the director of Smash Brothers, and also uh, I think he's the original is he the original creator of Kirby? Yeah, he's one of the main guys on Kirby at least. Uh...
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: So basically, he gets to live out his dream because uh, everyone's just always yelling at him to make a new Smash game, and he's like, "All right, I'll make you a Smash game. Here's the story mode in which I fucking murder every character except for Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby is the only one left. Kirby is all that you get.
1: He had a he had a he had a beautiful explanation as to how Kirby survived.
0: Wait, I didn't read that. Why, why did Kirby survive?
1: kirby survived because he is a being of pure light so you can't
0: <laughs> i love soccer you, you
1: cannot i mean you can't energy blast uh uh <sighs> a thing that is just made out of what you're blasting it with so. you can't
0: energy blast a being who is pure and beautiful and amazing he's
1: like kirby's supposed to be a star right that's like his little thing really Oh, I thought he was like he was. He's like well, because you always see him like with a star motif. So I just assumed that he he is like a, uh, a a creature from among the stars. So he's basically just a cosmic being.
0: I thought Kirby was canonically a poof.
1: No, no, he's a uh, he's got a whole st- dude. He had a Saturday morning cartoon. Like there is a lot of Kirby lore <laughs> to be to be dug up. <clears throat> um.
0: So anyway, World of Light is basically like. All of the characters get absorbed by this light. It's like a. It's basically uh, Avengers: Infinity War, except instead of half of the universe, it's everybody but Kirby. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, then it's like a board game kind of thing where you're going around this map and unlocking characters uh, as you go. So you start with Kirby, but you you can unlock other characters and it's it's one way to unlock characters in like, you know, the main multiplayer mode because if you unlock a character in World of Light, you you get them uh unlocked in the general game. But the part that makes it weird is the spirits, which I actually didn't keep up with before the game came out. I saw people talk about them, but I kind of just didn't pay attention to them because i was like oh it's just gonna be like the trophies or whatever it's just some kind of collectible something or other Uh, i didn't realize how integrated they are in the story mode
1: yeah they're very important
0: so they're basically the same thing as like the trophies from the older games which are kind of just these collectibles with little you know bits of trivia about games so it was like for for stuff that didn't that isn't in the actual game like not non-playable characters but as like you know these collectibles where it's like snake is in the game and here's like a collectible for otacon right mm-hmm. uh but in this case they actually have like a gameplay mechanic because they are Yeah
1: otacon it, gives you the sword oh really yeah no you start yeah i not, didn't get him yet <laughs> oh man yeah, you can uh, you can start out matches with an item equipped mm-hmm, or you'll you're uh, they put a lot of environmental hazards in like winds and players can't swim. Yeah. Or floor is made of lava. And then some of these uh, uh, spirits will render you immune to like those sort of hazards. So something that's ace difficulty just because of the wind you might want like instead of trying to pro it and beat the beat that uh, that spirit like without the proper uh, equipment like you might just want to like backtrack and find some good some good uh, spirits to actually get through some of that stuff
0: yeah it's kind of like a it's kind of an it's rpg like mechanic kind of thing right? so the, yeah. the spirits yeah you can kind of equip them and they give you stat boosts like increases to attack and defense or various things like that they start you with an item they make you immune to a thing but the part to me that's very funny and weird is that you're fighting spirits to unlock them and the spirits are like basically possessing clone versions of the other characters Mm. and it's this weird thing where it's like someone coming up with a almost like a fan fictiony way of creating <laughs> a character who's not actually yeah. in the game and putting them in it. So it's like, "Ooh, what if uh like Rayman was it? actually I don't know how they did Rayman. But it's like, what if Goomba was a playable character, right? And it's like, oh, well Goomba's not yeah. in the game and they're like, "Well, get this. It's five tiny red donkey kongs in a mario stage (laughs) right And it's like these these like gimmick (laughs) things to sort of emulate a a character who's not actually in the game yeah
1: because like melee like like uh, smash has always had like the weird gimmick matches since the beginning yeah
0: yeah that's true but
1: i really i really i really like that they're tying it in with a bit a bit of like uh, key art from <laughs> from a series yep, yep. and it's just it's possessing one of the actual fighters that are in the game like sometimes I'll be in I'll be in a matchup and it'll be like a boss from Yoshi's Island or something and yep. And I'll be I'll be doing I'll be doing the the fight, and it's not until like ten seconds that I realize like oh wait it's it is like trying to copy the exact format of fight from the game that I remember from like twenty years ago. One
0: of them, which was actually very frustrating, because I was having trouble figuring out how to beat this move, is Jury from Street Fighter who has those oh, like circle bayonetta kicks one? and it's bayonetta but she spams her side b which does a circle kick <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> a lot of people had a had problems with that, that one that's like really that's, the er, that's an early yeah and that's an early one too i
0: beat that by playing lucario and just getting really good at parrying every single one of her circle
1: kicks yeah but it's uh it's good that there's just so much so many gimmicks because then you can play a character and be like I know that this move is very viable so I'll just get really good at it.
0: I mean, yeah, I was talking to a friend yesterday. He had a good point that it it kind of works as a way of like getting you better at the game because it like if you know it gives you here is a CPU who's gonna spam one move over and over and it's like okay you got to figure out how to counter that one move and like any good you know fighting game player needs to know that kind of thing right like because that's like that's how they that's what makes them good at it frankly is the fact that like they can adapt to those situations and they're not just going to fall for like a single spammed move over and over right that's one of the attributes of a good fighting game player
1: although some of these moves are like just insane you can just get juggled yeah i mean that was my
0: problem with the bayonetta (laughs) one was it just was juggling me because it does a it does like a low kick and then right after it does this like big circle kick that has like a wide area of effect. And so it's just like, if mm. you block the one, but you miss the other, you get juggled up. And then she just, as soon as you land back on the ground, hits you with it again and just juggles you back and
1: forth. I didn't, I didn't have too much problems with that, but that might've been because I was a jury main back in street fighter. Four. <laughs> so I also mean jury in street fighter four, actually. Yeah. Jury is great. Yeah. It was jury and Sakura. I didn't do Sakura.
0: I did jury and Cody in street fighter 4 i think cody yeah. yeah cody's cleaned up now right now he's uh he's like he's like what, a mayor. the mayor yeah
1: it's the mayor
0: you know that's he's had that's, a whole
1: he's had a whole character arc that's cool
0: right i mean yeah uh i
1: think jerry is still like an asshole though
0: <laughs> yeah she's still like a uh and the a murderous korean in like a very obvious racist caricature <laughs> <laughs> like not a good look for you this japanese game dev
1: well capcom capcom's been like at least a little bit racist in all their <laughs> yeah, games exactly. just what they that's just that's just the capcom spice that they throw in
0: just a little bit of racism
1: Uh, a little little bit of spicy yeah it's true
0: though that like street fighter has always been a a bit of a racist uh it's just it's all just racist look at it look at it they made
1: they made the the one brazilian fighter like this hulking green beast
0: (laughs) yeah that's one thing we could say for smash brothers not racist
1: well with the amount of street fighter stuff that's in there
0: (laughs) well they have like two of the least racist street fighter characters
1: I don't know. I picked, up, I picked up Yakuman player who looks like a racist caricature of a, of a Chinese person. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I meant the
0: playable ones, which is Ryu and Ken. Yeah. Which, frankly, putting Ken in is lame. Like, if you were going to put another Street Fighter character <laughs> in, it should have been a more interesting one. Because Ken is just oh. a, a clone of Ryu.
1: Well, uh, I, it, makes a, it makes perfect sense to me, though, because, like, you've got players that are like, devoted to to ryu or the their ken that's fanatics true. that's true even if they are basically <laughs> same. the same character that's just it's <sighs> street fighter man. street fighter people ken. yeah all
0: right i think we should uh answer some questions before we get out of here we got some smash questions uh two of these are uh yeah we have two smash questions from our lovely patrons over on our patreon patreon.com slash if you give two dollars or more uh, you get on this uh patron exclusive question list here's one from anazel i'm giving my uh, this game to my son as a christmas present uh, but the guys at the store were trying to sell me on dlc for extra characters which i assume is the the fighters pass which they also tried to sell me at gamestop should I pay for it or are they unlockable eventually? Uh, also does the online suck like most Nintendo games? Well, you well, can't <laughs> unlock the DLC by playing through it. It's not like, um, like, I don't know, overwatch or something, right? Where you're, where it's like, you can pay to skip the line, but otherwise, no, can, it's not like loot boxes yeah, it's not a loot or, box or anything like that. It's, uh, these are exclusive to like the DLC. Uh,
1: <laughs> a lot of these fighters haven't even been developed yet yeah exactly is like, what i'm like the yeah. piranha
0: plant is the one that that's not deal uh, it's dlc but not paid dlc but that one they're probably not even done with it that's like supposed to launch in february and you get that for free if you like register your game with my nintendo but it is uh yeah you, the thing is like they're not unlockable eventually but yeah you you actually to get anybody to get any of the characters who you already paid for with your 60 dollars, you have to unlock them uh they give you they give you plenty of
1: work but it's it's fine
0: yeah it's 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 all right i kind of enjoy it but i also feel like it might not be the worst thing if they were
1: all just unlocked in the first place I think I think uh, what game should do is just have like a little tiny button in the <laughs> right? options menu that just says unlock everything. Yeah, I give
0: up. Just unlock them for me.
1: Uh, or even I don't know, like having like a secret
0: code, like old school games, like that would be fine. Yeah, I liked that in the even, old games. Actually, even the
1: code, this, even a code, people would complain that like you'd have yeah. to like figure out the code. This
0: is a this is a tangent here, but I kind of miss that in the older games they actually had like weird conditions for unlocking them which i don't think they have anymore you know what i mean like it wasn't just that you play a certain number of hours but it was like a it was like an easter egg
1: i was like i was convinced like i was trying to do like weird stuff like set everybody to like 999 percent damage Mm -hmm. uh put like as many as many uh characters in there like set stock to a random number because i thought like that's the way that it was still being done but i guess not or i don't know i kind of liked maybe? that that was
0: kind of cool where it was like these weird was, things yeah. that you had to pass around but it's also now with the internet being so ubiquitous that we just wouldn't have the same mystery that it used to have because people yeah. would just you could just look it up somewhere you could always look it up yeah. i guess they had strategy guides but it was like a little harder anyway the question of should you pay for it is an interesting one in as I did not buy Do you the fighter's like Persona pass 5? because I kind of figure because like I think you don't get a big discount for buying it like the pass up front. You you get a discount of like. Well, a couple I bucks. bought
1: it digital, so I didn't get a discount at all. Or no, I, there's I didn't a slight discount dis- if
0: you buy it with the fighter's pass. I'm saying, like like if you buy the the sort of season pass thing or the fight the the pass that has all no, the no, DLC. No. Like
1: that's what that's what I'm saying. I I, I didn't see any discount. I think it might have been like a dollar like because the the pass is 25 and the game 60 but together it was like 84
0: no i'm not talking about a discount on the game i mean a discount on the individual passes of the individual dlcs
1: so the pass itself gives you like maybe four or five dollars off
0: compared to buying all the dlcs individually
1: yeah no it makes a ton of sense to just buy the the pass over individually but only if you are
0: confident you're going to buy all of the DLCs, which I am not. Like I'm not confident. I might buy all of them, but I don't know yet. I'm I'm
1: am the I, jury's still out. I would I, I would buy that pass, but I just know that like two or three of those characters are gonna be like from Fire Emblem. I feel pretty bad about giving <laughs> right. Fire Emblem any more of my money. They're all from Fire Emblem.
0: Four of them. Yeah. The
1: only one that's not
0: from Fire Emblem is Joker.
1: Yeah, Joker. Joker was just a faint. It was like. To, that's, that's the Trojan horse to get people to buy the pass because that came out before yeah. the, the, the trailer for Joker came out before the yeah It, it, the it game was at the out. Game
0: Awards which is the night before or two nights before Smash launched I think. So, yeah, so. like yeah I, I would say just you, you got to weigh like how important is it to you to have every character in the game basically like like it, honestly if you think that you're because I know in nazla you're um, yeah you're saying you're getting it for your son so like if he's going to have, like, a lot of friends over and, like, have, you know, parties where people are going to play it and stuff, right, or play dates or whatever, like, it might be worth it just to kind of make life easier so that they're not, like, you know, going, oh, well, do you have this DLC character or that DLC character, right? Because just having every character makes things easier. If he has a friend who likes to play right. as one of the DLC characters, it just makes it easier. Uh, for me... Uh, I just, like, I'm kind of, you know, pinching pennies on it where I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if I'll ever play as Joker. Maybe if I have a friend over who wants to play as Joker, it'll be worth buying it. But you definitely will need to buy them to to get them. And make sure that you also, because you're getting it for as a Christmas present, you said. uh, If you're getting it physically, make sure you register it not long after you set it up because I think the deadline to register to get Piranha Plant is, like, january around january 1st or something
1: no it's the end of january okay okay
0: but just make sure you register it before then because the piranha plant is free as long as you register the game uh and then is the online (laughs) side i thought does the online i haven't played much we i think that was actually the first online match i played against you and it, it worked pretty well some of the ui is a little confusing on it i wish it just mirrored the standard ui a little more yeah, because they like
1: they they like throw you into a wrestling ring or something like that it's got
0: like a thing where you're moving your like token around you put it in the ring or you put it in like the spectator stands Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i kind of voice chat voice chat works if you've got discord or a phone there is a voice chat
0: there's a nintendo voice chat thing but i haven't tried it we just did it over discord i just turned voice chat off for my little arena thing i do kind of like though that the arena i guess I haven't tried this, but there's a way to set up because you set up these arenas and then your friends can join. I guess you can't like send a challenge to an individual player, which sucks, but you can set up an arena and I think let people join without them being your friends.
1: I would much rather have like
0: an invitation to smash. Yeah, I I agree. But I, I think that setup is is nice because it means that you can do something like set up an arena and like post it on Twitter and just be like, hey, come fight me, Twitter followers, right? Without needing... Yeah, and you
1: said things like private or public. Right. So it's like if you don't want any pub- public randos, you could just have the little code. Exactly. So I, th- I think that's, that's kind of
0: nice because it, it's a little uh, better than, um, than needing to like friend everybody before you invite them or something or just make a public one,
1: right? What, one of the problems I think is we're going to run into is like we're going to have... A lot of arenas and not a lot of people looking for mm-hmm. arenas. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Because I think I think it's still like the the etiquette hasn't been established where like without the ability to send an invitation hmm. to actually play the game with somebody else, like it's just either we had to go on like line or Discord and be like, "Hey, uh, exactly. get <laughs> into the get into the arena, mm-hmm. step into the arena, bro." Yeah,
0: I really wish it just even if you still had to make the arena, you should just have an option to send an invite for someone to be like join this arena right
1: yeah that's just, that's weird
0: to a you're already friends with them why not like what's the problem with being able to send an invite i don't get it but otherwise i'm it seems okay so far we got a question from lauren on the patreon instead of who do you want in smash who do you want to leave the roster fire emblem please. all leave. of fire emblem go <laughs> uh duck hunt nope duck hunt there should actually be a duck hunt echo fighter just put more duck hunt in <laughs> um
1: i gotta say it's a little weird that they put this maybe not weird anymore but like just that the xenoblade chronicles <laughs> child is in there he doesn't really fit shulk yeah he's like an off-brand he's like an off-brand uh, final fantasy he character is. it's true I understand that Xenoblade Chronicles actually did pretty well and it it is an exclusive to Nintendo consoles especially that second the game did really well but like if you are because it's ultimate so they have to put in everybody right. but maybe put in like a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 character in there <laughs> like I know that they really like the sword girls that's probably gonna be a DLC character one of the one of those sword girls from mm. uh, Xenoblade 2 uh
0: shulk is only good because he has the best alternate costume in the entire game
1: yeah i unlocked one of the 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 portraits or land, like the pictures that they give you when it's like everybody's at like the beach hell yeah and of course shulk is shulk is in his the boxers in his, in his i love it in his trunk i love it. he's leaping in the air <laughs> <laughs> I've, i think I've, i forget
0: if i mentioned this before but i yell at anybody who plays shulk if they don't immediately switch to that costume i just go like (laughs) you're not allowed you're kicked out of the game unless you play as shulk in his boxers
1: house rules
0: Uh, i don't know let's see I, i do agree there's too many fire emblem characters and they're kind of it's kind of frustrating that they're all the same they're not literally the same i know all you like ike players are like ike plays totally differently but what do we have? We have a bunch of people with swords and Robin. Robin is frankly kind of interesting because they've got a bunch of interesting magic attacks with like a different setup from all the sword characters. And They got a meter too. Yeah. How
1: did that meter work?
0: Robin's kind of cool. What... It's frustrating. Is like, why don't you have? I don't know. There's so many other classes in Fire Emblem. Why isn't there right. like a Pegasus Knight? Why or don't something? you have like a, a like
1: a tanky dude? Right, right who, like, is hard to knock down. Uh,
0: like a fighter with like an axe or something. Right. Like there's a lot of different options in
1: Fire but Emblem. Put Tharja in. Yeah, God yeah damn Tharja you. would be really like, good. Yeah, well,
0: actually, Tharja would be great DLC. <laughs> that would be
1: cool. Great like,
0: DLC. Oh, but again, there is already a mage, so I would prefer like a different class if they do it. But I would say maybe just one fewer, like sword fighter fire emblem character would be. Yes, if you had to take somebody out, there's just too many of them. I can't even really tell the difference now. There's what three different Marth-esque sword fighter fire emblem characters, like visually. Crom
1: is like Crom a fighter, or is he an Echo fighter?
0: Crom is a an Ike Echo fighter, but he has blue hair and looks like Marth, so it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I'd be able to tell the difference between Marth, Lucina, and Crom. Like, you know, when they're all
1: running around on stage. Yeah, when like the, when every, like the, the camera right? zoom is like way <laughs> back for some reason.
0: Also, actually, that does remind me, uh, the the cowards at Nintendo did not put the Lucina wearing the mask, pretending to be Krom, uh, pretending to be Marth costume in yeah. the game. That would be great
1: yeah no that i mean that's like your first image of her yeah. so why not
0: and it like looks cooler than the other one frankly because she's got a mask it's really and cool it's cool yeah <laughs> all right one more patreon question this one is not smash related it's also from a this is uh related to last episode uh he wanted to see if i would answer his twitter question which was uh about aramaki and Kamiyama. He uh, wanted to know why people don't seem to question why CG anime is so bad sometimes to the creators. <laughs> Do you not want to offend them? Or is it one of those things where they won't let you ask that? This is an interesting question about like sort of interview process and, and just the way that we decide questions and stuff.
1: I, okay. So I write all the questions that could be offensive <laughs> and then they get passed through the, the Minto filter. <laughs> uh, and that's how we still get interviews. So I leave a lot up to Evan's discretion and his wise judgment. So, considering that we're still in the game, <laughs> that uh, we're obviously doing something right. We did ask a somewhat
0: pointed question to Seiji Kishi years ago about it. Like, it was, we tried to be polite about it, but it was definitely a question about, like, hey, this stuff is a little weird like why did you do it why what led you to this decision (laughs) like i know that everyone likes to be all punchy about this stuff online and it's you know funny to make jokes about it but when you're sitting in front of like the person who spends their life making cartoons and it's like their biggest sin is that they made a cartoon that didn't look that good it's like is it really worth it to yell at them about it like (laughs) right Right.
1: i like i like like to think of it as like would i walk up to this person in a subway and tell them look dude your cartoons are weird and not (laughs) good and here's what you can be doing better no because like we don't know each other like that you know we haven't gone out to drink at the izakaya and like just gotten stumble drunk and really gotten to bond you know only only if we were like blood brothers could i really come up to these people and tell them like listen knights of Sidonia, what is the deal with that frame rate
0: yeah, I think when you're interviewing them, like, there's got to be some amount of respect for the fact that like they're doing the work, right? They're making the shows, and right. even if they don't make the shows perfectly, like, we're, I'm not there to prosecute them for making a show that I didn't like. I'm there to get an interesting answer out of them. So sometimes it's worth it to like push a little bit on a question, but most of the time it's like you just want to get them to talk about it, right? And in there, and we, you yeah. don't need to in. Interrogate them. You just want to get them to explain their reasoning. So sometimes, like I think, there's a valid question about like why didn't I ask about like uh, why their CG looks bad, at least in a nice way, in my Iramaki <laughs> uh, and kamiama interviews. Part of the reason in that particular case is because I had like uh, it was actually me and Ink. We had like ten to fifteen minutes each with with each of them. So, like, there was not a ton of time to ask questions. I asked questions about CG, but but you'll notice my questions are, like, why did you choose to go into CG, right? And mm-hmm. I could have tried to, like, critique their their work, which I wouldn't have really done. But I could have tried, I guess I could have tried to ask in more detail about, like, the way it looks and why it looks the way it does. But frankly, that would have been like a follow up question. I would have done if I had a half an hour interview. But like it, it I find it it's a little better to start with something that's more like, oh, like let's talk about your your approach to this, and then we can get into the technicals if we have more time. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're if any of you out there are you know running your own blogs and doing interviews and stuff. Just uh, remember, like these are people, right? And they 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 do this for their job and. <laughs> it's not the end of the world if they make a cartoon that looks bad like it's and it's your job as an interviewer just to get them to to get them to say something interesting about the work that they do not to like crucify them for work that you don't like or
1: something i i'm also like worried just like because there are a lot of third parties involved in trying to get uh, like from us to them, like to get into the room mm-hmm. together. Like, I just be really worried about making it a, such an embarrassing scene that you know, it comes to the attention of the con people <laughs> or whoever's putting it together. And, you know, we, we get like blacklisted <laughs> or something. like. That. I
0: don't think you need to, it's possible to not do that. But the other thing I just always try to do is just make it a conversation where it's like, they're a person. I'm a person. We're going to have an interesting conversation.
1: Right. Just have a conversation.
0: Like, there's... I've interviewed people whose work I wasn't a fan of. Frankly, we did an interview... I did one at Fanime with um, Yoshihiro Watanabe, but not the one that speaks English on Twitter that people are friends with. The one who does uh, porn artwork. Uh, and, you know, he does like... like He's like the character designer for Testament of Sister New Devil, which is a show that is very bad, that I hate. But I thought it was kind of interesting to talk to this character designer, and it's like, you know, I wasn't sitting there like telling him that his work is bad. It was just like, let's, like, all right, I just want to like talk to this guy, just find out how he thinks about stuff, and right. and he's because just a human being. He's just a guy who does this stuff for work. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and pretty often, like people, people like us are some of the only sources in English with these people mm-hmm. that are making this stuff. So if you know if it becomes a thing where like we spend eighty percent of the interview just s- slamming <laughs> a person that makes stuff. That's like that's not good for uh for the sake of posterity.
0: Yeah, I just think I think that criticism and interviews in the in the case of these kinds of interviews, they they really exist in separate spheres. I understand when you're like interviewing someone who is who's who's like the things that they do have more impact on the world like, I don't know, interviewing the president or something, that's when, like, an interview needs to be hard-hitting. I don't think it yeah. needs to be when you're interviewing... I should say, also, if you're interviewing, like, a director who directed something that is, like... If there is some sort of aspect of their work or, the, or their, you know, personal life or something that is worth kind of interrogating them on, you know, if they're, like, a shitty sexist or something and and you want to kind of like dig into that you know i've seen people kind of do that in interviews about like darling in the franks about its gender politics right where like there's like a legitimate reason to sort of be a little bit more hard hitting on like the gender politics of that show but yeah i mean just someone's kind of choices in how to render 3d animation it's much better like you catch more flies with honey i guess right in that kind of situation than you do with trying to interrogate them about it I should probably link that Seiji Kishi interview because that I think is like the right way to approach it. It's just a sort of friendly, (laughs) open question about their approach to the thing without criticizing them. Uh, That's it for the Patreon questions. I'm going to try to get to some of these other. We had a couple other non-Patreon questions. There's actually one from an on, Azul uh, on Discord that I think is a nice uh, question to answer for for some of the listeners. For people who aren't seasoned Smash players, which character is a good starter to get the feel of the mechanics?
1: Ooh. Well, Kirby, obviously, according
0: to Sakurai. Well, Kirby's okay. Uh, I
1: Kirby guess you did. learn
0: all the characters' neutral Bs because Kirby can absorb the other characters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean mario um, mario's boring mario's but he's, boring he, you know he's Forget like a mario. basic
0: brawler that you know you you learn the basics with him
1: yeah he's, he's got a he's got a projectile but unfortunately his little counter thing is kind of useless it just
0: like turns you around or it reflects
1: turning around though it is it is annoying when you get caught up <laughs> i did in that, get you like, with that i times. played you or
0: lucario and yeah. i kept getting you with the i couldn't really f- with the
1: cape i haven't played like a mario the thing that you have a lot more experience than I do with multiplayer, right. so I'm not really sure how like the human brain works. I'm, I know how the CPU yeah, yeah. brain works, not not the human yeah, I brain. Did, what I
0: kept doing to, to get you was I just ran straight into you, and I was like, oh, he's going to try to hit me. And I know exactly when he's going to try to hit me, so I'll just throw the cape out the moment yeah. I get to him, I'm and very, then you just turn around I'm and I'm very easy to attack. read.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like charging up yep. when you are like two platforms away from me, and I'm like he's gonna wander into my smash attack. <laughs>
0: um, I think Mario is pretty good. Um, Link is probably also. I mean, most of like the the early characters are pretty good starters. I also think like, frankly, Marth and Lucina, pretty simple. You know, just like hitting people with swords. Like there, there's not a bunch of weirdness to their attacks. Like, characters to avoid would be, like, Yoshi is very strange. Uh, like, any character who doesn't have a real um, recovery, that's that's one of the main things, I think. So, like, any character who they're, they're up B doesn't actually, like, launch them up at all. Like, like Ness. Ness. Yeah, Ness is kind of difficult
1: because you need, to,
0: you need to aim PK Thunder to hit him in order to get a recovery.
1: His second jump used to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I didn't really get that feeling this time like uh, jigglypuff also doesn't have a recovery
0: kirby, kirby actually like the same wait, sort of kirby kirby's thing not or... a great one because kirby's recovery can totally screw you over if you're not good yeah because it because it, you get like it slows well, down it goes up and then back down kirby's up b yeah oh yeah it's one of those So it's like really yeah. dangerous no but
1: he's still he has like he has like like a bunch of like just regular jumps though
0: that's true right like like jigglypuff so, like,
1: he's, he's floaty a little
0: floaty. I think Peach isn't a bad one either.
1: Peach is yeah, good. She's a, she's got Peach is she's very good.
0: Floaty, and also has a good recovery, and has like you know she's pretty yeah. basic in terms of her like attacks and stuff. She's got you know solid brawling stuff. I don't know. Yeah, those are those are generally some good ones. Maybe Fox. Fox is pretty good. Captain Falcon.
1: Oh, well, Captain Falcon. That's a good yeah. starter
0: character, actually, Captain Falcon. The only thing to keep an eye on with him is it's easy to launch yourself off the stage with your your down B <laughs> or your side B. Uh, actually, let me just run down these Discord questions. Uh, Jose Sketch says, so there's no more Smash after this one, right? Is that what I'm getting from Sakurai? He's referencing a quote where Sakurai uh, said... The Smash series may continue in the future, but I don't know if we'll ever be able to pull this off. So I really hope you'll enjoy this iteration of the game. It sounds like the what's like Sakurai does the Miyazaki thing where every time he finishes something, he goes like, oh, boy, well, I'm retired now. I'm never doing this again. And then he comes back out. (laughs) Granted, I think that Nintendo maybe is forcing him to come back out. And I would like Sakurai to just like get some dang rest and not make another game.
1: He looks older, (laughs) which is a a strange thing for me to say because uh, Sakurai never looks older. Yeah. He's not supposed to age, but I think the level of work involved for this one. I mean, he talks about it a lot. It sounds
0: like he he really, and he and the rest of his team, right, are just working crazy hours on these games.
1: Yeah. But like, what, Brawl got delayed a bunch and this one came out right when they said it was going to come out.
0: Yeah, I remember everyone was saying like, oh, December 7th, huh? So can't wait for it to come out in 2019. And then it actually came out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think it would just be more of a logistics problem with the amount of licenses floating around. And, you know, you can sign people on for one game. That doesn't mean that they're completely signed on for the next one. That's
0: true. Yeah, it is pretty impressive they managed to get all of those characters back right because they probably had to renegotiate yeah, like, those what, rights like a
1: thousand songs mm-hmm. something like Stages, that yeah all those different characters because
0: it's easy for the nintendo ones but the third party ones are like you know there's a there's a lot now right i mean there's cloud snake sure,
1: yeah even even if they want like even if they want to get all in it's still it's still a lot of work just to uh, secure it and make sure that they, they get in mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, Arametha on uh, Discord asks uh, is, So, if five is the culmination of the last four Smashes, what would a reboot of Smash look like? I feel like they're all. Sakurai wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, there on. wouldn't be Sakurai. I feel like they're a... all basically like reboots, right? I mean, there's no continuity. Uh, so, I don't know. How, like, how would you even reboot it? Like, mm, maybe they make it like a real fighting game. <laughs> Nah, like a side to you know nah, 2D fighter. I wouldn't
1: <laughs> I would I would I would be very hesitant to even touch the 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 fundamentals of that game. That's the thing, yeah. I just Because at this point it's so established. It, it is that that is Smash Brothers. when you look it's at it. It's not a it. game that I can imagine being can
0: reinvented it. in like a Breath
1: of the Wild style way. And I think content-wise, um mm, It'd be that that I mean that'd be tricky. Like maybe there's like a more focus on third party characters. Yeah, but then it's just it's more of like a kind of theme thing, you know, where you just push more like crossovers. But it, I guess you could you could change mechanics be... in
0: some ways. You could make it um like you know more like a. Like an anime fighter where like the standard mode is that you have like multiple fighters who swap out or something, right? You could change some of those mechanics. Actually, you know what would be interesting? I'll say a 2D Smash Brothers. So not necessarily like a 2D fighter, like still the same basic mechanics, but if it were all rendered in like cartoon 2D. Um,
1: no, No, I was thinking more like Smash Brothers, but it's like it's basically a Mario game.
0: Oh, like a platformer not a fighting game like, that's yeah, interesting like left, yeah, yeah. like
1: left left to right up and down
0: that's an okay yeah so i, I think if it, i'm gonna say if they rebooted it i would want to see it be not even like a you know whatever it is a fighting party game or whatever like i would actually want them to just make it a like an action adventure game or a platformer or something just like go all yeah. in just like, completely really change the genre but keep all the the this... cameo characters from other stuff
1: the world of light has a lot of nice RPG light yeah, right. stuff inside of it. Now let's see like what you can oh, do wait. when you go a little yeah, bit Yeah, no, more just hold make a Kingdom it Kingdom Hearts.
0: Just make it an RPG. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get Square Enix to an make it an action RPG or whatever Kingdom <laughs> Hearts is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mickey Mickey smashing Mario. That would be, wow. Yeah.
0: I've. Uh, I think. I think I've I think read that fan fiction. Kingdom 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 Hearts
1: uh now we know what you're into evan yep that's the reboot square enix makes uh uh super smash kingdom hearts it would be just
0: as dumb as like watching mickey be super serious where it's like oh gosh we've gotta go stop the evil guys but it's like mario being like "Mamma mia the world is being destroyed (laughs)
1: No, actually, I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, like go like another another step further with this. Uh, actually, just have the dev team for Smash Brothers make a Kingdom Hearts Smash game. Just straight up, it's just it's just Kingdom Hearts, but it's yeah, Smash. that's what I was
0: thinking. Basically.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying like just put no, because I'd say like take out all the Mario stuff. Oh. Like full on, it's just it's just a it's just a Smash game.
0: You're saying make a Smash game where the characters are Kingdom Hearts characters? Yeah. Okay, that's actually also kind of cool. Like where you... It's like a fighting game with Mickey Mouse as a character. Yeah, and yeah, like
1: Little Mermaid. It's a Disney fighting game? Actually, uh, that Lion sounds King. cool.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the stages would be great. Wreck-It
0: Ralph versus Elsa from
1: Frozen. Right. Actually, isn't like the whole gist of Wreck-It Ralph just that? Like just crossover stuff? yeah wait put wreck it ralph in smash
0: he's a video game character right
1: yeah wreck it ralph is your curvy
0: all right well that's i'm glad that we came up with this sakurai um you know we we only charge a a small fee for taking this idea from us
1: like 10 million (laughs) dollars each
0: we have one more this is from doc glendale on twitter i think we got to all the ones from this episode uh all the questions people sent Now that we have three links, two Mario's, two Zeldas, two Samus's, and a couple gender-swapped alt-costume characters, is there anyone else else who would be a great add and is just the same character? Personally, I was hoping (laughs) Pikachu Lucha would have been a separate fighter with wrestling moves, like a woolly Yoshi Kirby or Peach with a motorcycle jacket, launching motorcycles like Wario, but in a similar way, Villager launches and or rides his rocket thing. Um, Interesting idea. So... Yeah, basically asking about like a uh, more echo fighters or, or things like that.
1: So since we're talking about Pikachu, we should put Detective yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, I was gonna say there. put the, the Detective freakish, Pikachu in Smash the Nightmare <laughs> Nightmare Hollywood Detective Pikachu. They gotta
0: do it. It's oh come on,
1: God put put Ryan Reynolds For in Smash. Ryan Reynolds and
0: Smash. Put Deadpool in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So that for sure, definitely got to do Detective Pikachu. Also, I mean, I've said it before, make a Luigi Echo Fighter called Waluigi. Put Waluigi in Smash. Here we
1: go. there we go. Finally got the Waluigi content.
0: um Who else? They already got my girl Daisy's in the game. Pauline
1: is Pauline in the game? No. No, Pauline. She's got a, she's in a new game. Why is she not in Wait, the, is Pauline the, the mayor alternate?
0: in the new one? Is she like the mayor of new Donk city? Or is that someone else?
1: I thought the mayor
0: of new Donk city was just Donkey Kong. No, no. Donkey Kong is the founder of new Donk city. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I think it's, isn't that, isn't that Pauline? The, the lady mayor. I, know, I
1: haven't, I haven't played, I haven't played the game. Uh, I forget
0: if that's her. Pauline is the princess from the original. She's the original princess, right? Before. Uh, yeah. Before. Well,
1: princess, Peach. if we're like talking about like Disney princesses. Sure.
0: Or she's the, I guess maybe not a princess, but she's the lady that Mario is is saving, right?
1: The initial damsel in yeah. distress. Okay. Yeah. I so guess, Pauline
0: yeah. is the mayor of New Donk City. That That's what they brought her back for in, uh, in Mario Odyssey. That's what I thought. I thought that was her. Yeah. She's in the game as like a background character in the the new donk city level but yeah make pauline playable sure actually wait cappy mario like they don't really use cappy at all
1: oh you have to have, can make a whole new moveset, exactly though.
0: but that would actually be kind of cool a, that's to a, have, like cappy
1: mario that's that's a dlc character i could see people getting mad about because it's like <laughs> it, it's it's a it's like minimal effort for nintendo not even minimal effort but people would Perceive it as okay. Effort, wait, I'm gonna I'm really gonna come up with like,
0: a move set for for Cappy Mario, but it's really only one move that matters. His neutral B, he throws Cappy at whoever's in front of him and possesses them for like two seconds, so he can like th- two or something seconds. like that.
1: People would just be launching themselves off the off the stage. Yeah, exactly. It's like
0: he just he has like two seconds to run you off the stage. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't want Mario to be able to get his cap back if he does that. That's <laughs> so cheesy. I think it would be
0: cool to have a Mario that has, like, a possession mechanic with Cappy. Oh,
1: that's tricky. Yeah, Because then you'd have to assign controls or some AI for... No, you just have to control Mario. The only way I could see this feasible is, like, if it's CPU controlled for a little while. Oh, maybe. Because in a one-on-one match, it's like, just throw the cap at it and walk off the stage... You could also do, I could think of a bunch of cool Cappy
0: moves because he's got so many cool like acrobatic moves in Mario Odyssey where he's like jumping on Cappy and stuff because you can do like the moves where you throw Cappy and you jump and you hop on it. Like that could be an up B. It it could make him like, you know, have roughly the same kind of like A attacks, but then his B attacks could be totally different. That'd be kind of cool.
1: I think the problem uh, that more people would have is like that Cappy would be talking nonstop during (laughs) the whole fight. Doesn't he? He he has that like garbled
0: speech. Tom Nook.
1: Tom Nook. Who would he be?
0: He could probably play like villager or like Isabel.
1: Oh, Isabel. I guess that's a
0: little different though from what uh, Doc Glendale is asking here, which is more about this having like the same character but different. Not like oh, a, same not the same character, but different, set, but like literally the same person, right? The way there's like Samus, dark Samus, Zelda, Zelda, but dressed oh, as a dude. We're ruining,
1: since we're ruining the game, uh, I guess we'll just put sexy Bowser in. Yeah,
0: Bowzette, And she just plays like Bowser. Yeah, sexy Bowser. Yeah, that's that. Yeah,
1: actually, that
0: would be so funny. Like not even an official <laughs> Nintendo character, but they're like, we're announcing Bowzette DLC. Damn.
1: I love the controversy from that though, because like it's Nintendo, so they could just do whatever yeah. they want, and then like they don't credit the original artist uh, at all. But the, ba- the
0: Bowsette uh, the palette swaps—there's like two versions, right? There's like Monster Bowsette and Sexy Bowsette, just like all the fan art. So you're like swapping back mm. and forth between like the buff one and the the thin one. <laughs> Actually, all characters should have their their Toadette versions. <laughs>
1: Toadette DLC. Yeah, the DLC isn't one character. It's
0: that every character has a palette swap to to the Toadette version. (laughs) Okay, that's it. We're done. I think we're done with the show. That's it. So yeah, David and I are gonna go right back to just playing an unholy amount of Super Uh, Smash Brothers.
1: I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna eat dinner because I ordered food like two hours ago when we started recording.
0: So before we head out and let David eat some food, David and I are writing for Otaku USA magazine. I've got AnimeBurgerTime.tumblr.com, which I actually just found a burger that I am going to post on there.
1: And uh, oh, did your post get taken down? I know Tumblr's like oh, eliminating. Oh, I didn't check. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe maybe they were like, this burger is lewd. <laughs> maybe they're not there You are not allowed to post this.
1: <laughs> the burger is just too uh, skin-toned for yeah. the uh, their liking. This
0: burger is uh, distracting. It's too get sexy. Get rid of it. Uh, David is streaming video games every Saturday night at twitch.tv slash small bean.
1: We're streaming smash, obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> you can check out show notes, blog posts, and a link to the official Annie gamers Discord on anigamerscom slash podcast. We also have a Patreon, as I mentioned before. Support us on patreon.com slash gamers to get into that priority question list and to access bonus articles and podcast episodes. Including a companion article that goes along with every podcast episode. You can email us questions, responses, and topic suggestions at podcast at antigamers.com or talk to us on Twitter. I'm at sign ventvo. David is at sign QX20XX and Antigamers is at sign Antigamers, one word. We're on Mastodon, ventvo at mastodon.social and 20XX at caro.ccsakura.jp. And finally, episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. We could use reviews on iTunes to help more people find the show thanks for listening and uh, we will see you again in about two weeks it's going to be a little bit uh, maybe we're going to try to keep the schedule going but there's going to be some stuff going on there's the holidays and I am going to Japan so we'll see how much we can keep it any gamers live from Japan maybe I'll definitely have a report back from Japan I'm going actually not just to Japan I'm going to Komiket so
1: I will definitely
0: have a report back from ComiCat.
1: Pornography mule, Evan Minto. <laughs> David,
0: you want any porn, you let me know. Uh, I'll let you know today. All right, later. See ya.
1: I'm ordering food, do you want anything? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs>